welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of History Debunked. I am your host, Abdul Malik, and as always, thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone is having a great Friday. Man, I am excited for this upcoming weekend. As you know, this Saturday is Aviation Day, and the one and only Thunderbirds will be coming down to Henry County Airport alongside the 810 demo team. So make sure you come down and check them out. In light of Aviation Day this weekend, this week's episode will be on Pioneers in Aviation. Yep, Pioneers in Aviation. As you all know, I am a sucker for airplanes. Matter of fact, I am a sucker for anything that flies. Drones, gliders, anything. Well, except for helicopters. You would never catch me in those flying death traps. Ugh, just got shivers thinking about them. <laughs> okay, let's get started. Um, Have you seen, I know you've seen them, those posts on social media that has like an invention and then the caption asks um, who made it and you have to like guess in the comments or whatever. And um, whenever the person is revealed, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know, I didn't know that, I didn't know it was him. Like, who even is that? Well, have you heard of the Hannibal Bridge? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I know you're thinking, why am I talking about bridges? It has nothing to do with aviation or airplanes. Trust me. Just just trust me. This bridge, the Hannibal Bridge, was built in 1869. So a couple years after I was born. <laughs> in Kansas City, this bridge was revolutionary. It crossed the Mississippi River and according to an article by KCUR 98.6, Kansas City, as we know it today, would not have existed without it. It would not have existed without the Hannibal Bridge. So basically, it's a railroad bridge that opens up. Yeah, it opens up. It allows freight trains to, you know, pass along, pass along the top of it, you know, to deliver stuff across the bridge. And it also opened up for freight ships to go through them. That's that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It cuts shipping and maintenance costs dramatically. And you're probably wondering, well, shoot, who is the inventor slash architect? Well, can I get a drum roll? You know what? Hold on. I'll let you guys send me some guesses. I'll give you a couple seconds to think about it, you know? If you have your guesses... Go ahead and um, drop it on my Twitter, drop it on my Twitter page, and make sure to tag me in it so I can see it. I'll give you a couple seconds or almost a minute to get your submissions in. All right, I'm starting to see some entries come in. Okay, okay. R.I.P. Alex Trebek, by the way, he was a good man. Okay, okay. All right, that's that's enough time. Alright, so I'm getting your submissions now on Twitter. Um, oh yes, I made a mistake earlier. It's not the um, the Mississippi River. It's the Missouri River. One of um, the listeners corrected me on that because I guess they, they knew what it was out of like one out of 50. But um, let me uh, let me go through the submissions right now. So we have Louis Briner. Uh, don't know who that is. Um, we have <laughs> Elvis Presley. Wouldn't that be nice? That would, that would be pretty cool if he was a architect. And, uh, William Arnold. 
close, close. I know him. I he's he built some bridge. Don't know a bridge. I know he built a bridge. Um, I don't see any right answers. So um, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. This guy, yeah, it's a guy. Um, he's described as a sleeper celebrity. A sleeper celebrity. His name is Octave Chanute. Octave Chanute. Did anyone get it right? Yeah, I don't think anyone even knows who that is. I didn't know who he was until a couple weeks ago. So, don't feel too bad. Don't feel too bad. This guy, Octave Chanute, is not only responsible for the Hannibal Bridge, but he's also responsible for introducing a new way of using the anemometer. Yeah, I practiced a few times. It's a real tongue twister. My aunt can't seem to pronounce it correctly, and it's it's pretty funny. But the anemometer was not necessarily his invention. But like I said, he showed us a new way to use it. Well, he used it in a new way. If you haven't looked it up on Google yet, an anemometer is a device that measures wind speed, wind direction, and wind velocity. And according to the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, this device is being used at every single airport. Every single airport that's built has this device in it. And you have probably have no idea what it is. And even some buildings have it. Like my my workplace where I am right now, there's an anemometer on top of it. So when you arrive at Henry County Airport on Saturday, make sure to be on the lookout for it. It's like a little horiz- like a device with little horizontal spoons on top of it that like basically scoop up the air as it moves sort of like a windmill but like imagine a windmill but the blades are spoons and it's facing up instead of towards you yeah it's kind of it's kind of of a weird device other than the fact that this device has a weird shape or a weird structure it had a great not even had it has a great impact on aviation as we know today ensure the safety of you know aircraft like everything that flew even the death trap helicopters well you might be thinking well um how does this guy have such an impact on aviation and architecture yet no one seems to know who he is well i'm not dumb blowing your mind yet okay i want you to close your eyes if you're driving don't close your eyes just keep listening but i want you to close your eyes And I'm going to say a phrase. And I want you to think about the first thing that comes in your head. The first thing that comes in your head. The very first thing. You ready? Father of aviation. Got it? Nine times out of ten, you you, you picked or you thought of the Wright brothers, you know? Well, do you know who contributed greatly? And emphasis on the greatly on their success? If you guess Octave Chanu, then you're correct. We are automatically conditioned to think the Wright brothers were the only ones who specialized in aircraft. We are automatically conditioned to think that they were the 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 first, you know? Chanute was not only an architect and an inventor, but he also specialized in gliders. And what came before pirate aircraft? Gliders. Simone Short, the author of Locomotive to Aeromotive, Describe him as a versatile 
engineer, which he is. His glider designs, his glider designs were even used for the Wright Flyer, according to Nancy Webster. The Wright Flyer is the aircraft that flew in 1903. You know, the first ever controlled um, powered flight. And um, Chani was actually in attendance. He was there. He was there. He was actually there sitting, watching it happen. It's not necessarily your fault for automatically thinking about the Wright brothers when I asked the initial question. We make this inference based on what we read and what we've read. For instance, FEC Sulik wrote a scholarly journal titled The Wright Brothers, quotation, First Aeronautical Engineers and Test Pilots. This journal, in a tell itself, insinuates that the Wright brothers were the one and only, the first, the first engineers and the first test pilots. It completely disregards inventors such as Octave Chanu, who contributed greatly to their success. The Wright brothers themselves, themselves, say in the eulogy after Octave died that he was their mentor, that he contributed greatly to their success. Think about that. The guy that the Wright brothers commended, thanked for helping them, isn't even talked about. Without him, the Wright brothers probably, I don't, I'm just appalled that no one talks about this guy. No one talks about him. I actually have a special guest here, um, Marcus Raffle. Is that, that pronounced right? Yeah, okay. Um, Marcus Raffle, a modern-day aeronautic, aeronautic researcher, and he's an experienced hang gliding pilot. He did something very cool with old glider designs from an inventor that came before Chanute, an inventor that came before him. So, um, without further ado, Marcus. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Oh, yes, thanks for coming to share with us. All right. Um. So, I've always been fascinated by old gliders. In a way, they're somewhat like hand gliders, but older, and more dangerous, and <laughs> and not as stable. But one day, I woke up, and had the bright idea to replicate a vintage glider, a glider that was invented by Otto Lilienthal. Otto Lilienthal. You probably have no idea who that is. Lilienthal actually came before Octave Chanute. Lilienthal was the first to have a successful glider flight, but Octave Chanute was the first to have a successful controlled glider flight. That's where they defer. So Chanute actually got some ideas from Otto. So I ended up rebuilding one of his gliders using his old blueprints. And honestly, I was not sure it was going to fly because um, some things, I don't know, I just I just didn't have faith in it. But to my surprise, it actually did. Um, I ran some tests, did some flights, and um, it compared to to the recorded times and um, distances that Lenethor did years and years ago. It didn't fly great, though, you know? I was scared for my life half the time I half the time I was flying, but it worked. I didn't fly too high, 
for my safety, of course. But I was impressed, and um, it was actually enjoyable. Man, that is actually incredible. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, thanks for having me. And once again, Abdul, thanks, thanks so much. Thank you. Isn't that amazing? Wow. I didn't even know about Linthor. I, I didn't know who he was until he just said it. <laughs> this just serves to prove my point. Several, and I mean several, inventors contributed to the Wright Brothers' success, yet no one hears about them. Only people you hear about is the Wright Brothers. What other contributors do we neglect because of this social dilemma? Just think about that for a second. All right, we got to wrap it up in a bit here, but the main reason why I think we neglect, you know, prior inventors is because people are so fixed on the newest and latest, you know, like everyone wants the newest iPhone or the newest computer or the newest shoes. We don't really care about the old. We we forget about the old when the new comes out. We have a dire urge for innovation. And as soon as something new comes up, we just throw away the old and we just tend to forget. We don't always think about how the old can help us now. You know? We don't think about that. For instance, Chenny used the anemometer that was used for something else. It's purpose search for something else. And he used it for a, something new. For aviation. And look where, it brought, look where it brought us. Just look at it. In my opinion, that's, that's real innovation. You can take this information as you can, as you please. But think about it. How can you get the most of something that's old? How can you get the most of something that's already been invented and just repurpose it? So I apologize. This episode was not as aggressive as my usual episodes. I promise next time I'll be more upset. But um, thanks for tuning in to another episode of History Debunked. I was your host, Abdul Malik. And um, I'll see you in the next episode. Have a great weekend, guys. Working with bold patents is the easiest way to get your patent filed in the United States. If you're an entrepreneur or a business owner with an invention or big idea, you may have had to deal with the hassle of driving downtown and dealing with a faceless paralegal at a big name law firm. That's not how we do business. Our patent attorneys here at Bold work with you directly. We're alongside you on the whole process, helping you think about how to move your technology from patent pending to patent issued to moving your product or service into the marketplace to make that return on investment you're looking for. Bold Patent Streamline process not only saved me time and money, but it translated into a much better patent overall. At Bold Patents, we help you get started on the patent process for free. We proudly offer a 30-minute video conference at no additional charge for qualified inventors.